The Judiciary by Andrew Guinness. So, constitutional role. The Judiciary is the third arm of government. Uh, it applies the laws that Parliament has made and it validates the powers of the executive possessors. Courts enforce the political actors' decisions on the general public. So courts are still independent of politics um, in order to restrain how parliamental government operates. There are two constitutional principles that are relevant to the judiciary, these being the rule of law and the separation of powers. is the rule of law. This is effectively saying that nobody is above the law, but to extend a wee bit, it says that all persons and authorities within the state, whether public or private, should be bound by and entitled to the benefit of laws publicly made, taking effect in the future and publicly administered by the courts. So no one is above it, it applies to everyone. Uh, John Luke uh, extends this by saying, where law ends, tyranny begins. The rule of law reflects the desire for a government of laws over a government of men as law can restrain the ridiculous use or absurd use of power. It can be interpreted as a process through which power is exercised or as a substantive limit on the freedoms of government. In New Zealand, it is the courts who decide what the law is. is the separation of powers. Now, this is easily stated, but a lot more challenging to actually apply. It is described as the need for checks and balances between different branches of government. Dividing powers allows each branch of government to operate as a check on the other, thereby creating a balance of power within and between the different parts of government. So New Zealand has a deliberate close link between Parliament as the lawmakers and the exec as the law applies by the institution of cabinet. However, separation of government and judiciary grows out of the rule of law principle. Law is to constrain and discipline the use of power, so someone independent of those whom creates and administrates law is required to determine its meaning, effectively saying that if they create it, someone separately has to apply it. Well, this is the court's primary social function. Uh, there are three things that can be resulted, such as criminal prosecution, where the state alleges some person or organisation has committed an offence that should incur a penalty. Number two, civil disputes, which are between individuals and groups regarding matters of civil law or personal rights. And three, administrative law, which is involving challenges to government actions or decisions by those affected by them. developing communal law. While the judicial creation and alteration of the common law is a kind of policy-driven regulation, with judges making assessments as to which sorts of rules are best for the society as a whole. Parliament has mostly been content to leave judges with the freedom to decide how to proceed. So effectively this is talking about the common law, there's a difference between statute law and common law. Common law is developed through the courts, applied through the hierarchy of courts. Statute law comes from Parliament. statute application and as just said before we're now looking at statutes which come from parliament because common law comes from the judges. So parliamentary sovereignty dictates that judges may not refuse to apply an act of parliament they disagree with. 
Courts determine what Parliament intends its acts to mean and apply that meaning. This often means courts make choices about how acts ought to be understood. NZ Bora of 1990 instructs courts to adopt, uh, whenever possible, an interpretation of any other enactments that is consistent with the individual rights and freedom constraints therein. So effectively it's saying that if you can interpret an act that is allowing or protecting the rights of a freedom underneath Bora, then you should take it. Review. So this does not look at the substance of any government decisions or actions, but rather checks to make sure that the process leading to it has been lawful basis and it is in accordance with the set of principles for good decision making. This uh, gives judiciary or it gives courts some control over how government treats the individual. However, courts cannot use judicial review to overturn or refuse to follow parliamentary enactments. The principle of separation of powers means it is not the court's job to miscarmage how executive government runs the country. We now look to the structure of the courts. So the court system is a hierarchical in nature. This is talking about hierarchy of the courts, right? So with Supreme Court at the top and community magistrates and dispute tribunals right at the bottom. Now this is because doctrine of precedent. Lower courts follow principles of law of the upper courts in order for the law forms are internally consistent. So this is development of the common law. This doesn't always work as individual cases depend heavily on underlying facts, so applicability of previous cases can always be questioned. But anyway, cracking into it, right at the top, Supreme Court. Uh, so this is the top, the apex. There are five permanent members who all hear and decide substantive appeals. The Governor General can appoint retired judges to serve when permanent members are unable to sit. Next down we've got Court of Appeal, up to ten members, one present, at least three judges here and decide appeals. High Court decides appeals from cases of lower courts and conducts first instance hearings in especially serious crimes or civil matters. Maldi land courts decide issues on Maldi land. Employment courts are deals with employment disputes. District court cases involving most criminal matters as well as civil claims less than two hundred thousand. Environmental courts are here disputes relating to matters governed under the Resource Management Act. And right at the bottom, community magistrates, members of the community selected by the reason of personal qualities, etc., to hear minor criminal cases in the district. Judicial appointments. So judicial appointments are non-partisan due to the importance of separation of powers. So the power to appoint judges lies within government. Um, community magistrates, however, can be appointed by the Minister of Justice. Appointments to Māori land courts made by Governor General on recommendation of recommendation of Ministers of Māori Affairs. So a consistent and a principled approach to appointments is ensured by Attorney General being in charge of the process for most appointments. But many appointments are done by other officials. So the majority of judges are white males, which can be reflected of the conservatism by which the applicants are assessed.
judicial accountability, this is the principle of the separation of powers, makes it very important that judges not be penalised by the government for decisions that the government or even the public disagree with. So this is effectively to protect the judges. If judges feared punishment, it would be hard for them to abide by the oaths they made upon being sworn in. Because there is a need for balance between protection of the judges from the government and responsibility for their actions, there are guarantees given to members of higher courts that a vengeful government will not undermine their position. Also, while they remain on the bench, the salary of the judge of the high court cannot be reduced. Judges also have a mandatory retirement age of 17. So judicial conduct commissioners oversee complaints of judicial misbehaviour, decides what process should be followed, whether the complaint should be passed on to higher authority or whether it should be let go. is judicial politics. So the result of a case may have great consequences for society as a whole, spurring Parliament to override a court's ruling through legislation. Parliament is supreme, they can overrule judicial decisions. Choosing one understanding of the law over another may provoke accusations that judges are, quote-unquote, making the law up or acting as, quote, judicial activists who want to change society to fit their views of how things should be. Judges are protected by the principle of the separation of powers from accusatory or offensive claims on the part of ministers. If members of the executive or the legislature were to criticise how a court had decided the case and the court were then to change its approach, the independence of the judiciary would become questionable. Judicial members cannot comment on matters of political controversy.